listening to NRI Woman, the show where we chat with women of Indian origin living abroad. We are all connected and share some part of our story with another. We hope in sharing these stories, you know you are not alone, learn something new, and be inspired by some of the other amazing women we share this world with. I'm Bettina. And I'm Lenora. Joining us today to share her unique story is Sneha Sundaram. She found love in the South Forest of Kanha in India and recently married her naturalist boyfriend in a beautiful eco-friendly zero-waste setup in Chennai, which is also in India. Also, Sneha had a different career. She currently works with the Wildlife Trust of India, helping address wildlife emergencies across the country. She shares her story of choosing her calling over a conventional career and hopes more people will be encouraged to reduce, recycle and reuse, especially at weddings. Sneha grew up in a traditional Tambram family in Chennai. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the term Tambram, it's the abbreviation of Tamil Brahmins, a community from the southern state of Tamil Nadu in India. They're a close-knit community and like most other Indian communities, have followed the traditional path of education in conventional and viable careers for generations. Sneha is fortunate to have an encouraging family who let her follow her dreams and work in the wild, literally. So how did she develop an interest in wildlife? I think a lot of it goes to uh, my parents and my grandparents because all our holidays, they would take us either to the zoo or we used to go to the snake park, watch a lot of National Geographic at home. And everyone at home really loved animals and we always had pets also at home. So, but it's a different thing, very different from what like the domestic animal life and what you actually see in the wild. So, uh, I think my parents cultivated that interest in me. And how did she figure out a career with access to limited information and resources? So, after my uh, graduation in ecology, I had a friend of mine uh, who was doing this naturalist uh, guiding in a national park called Satpura in central India. So, he put me in touch with a uh, hotel called Kanha Jungle Lodge in Kanha. So I carried on and became a naturalist in Jungle Lodge in Kanha. So every day was a learning experience. There was like I didn't know many, like I didn't know these birds, I didn't know what was there. And the diversity in India, if you see, is like huge. So every part has its own beautiful, whether it's the trees or the butterflies or the animals so that way I got to learn two years that I was there was like a really good learning experience and that's where I met Yaju my husband. Yaju worked at the same lodge as a naturalist too and over time love blossomed in the beautiful sal forests of Kanha. Our meetings used to be more like going for safaris and we used to meet at the gate before the safari or after the safari text and see where did you see a tiger, which road, which lane, which tiger has gone where and because we were really into the tiger mode like we could identify each of these tigers so we used to follow them, find out who is the, who's the father of this tiger, mother of this tiger, what's the lineage and it was really interesting that's how our conversation started so Yaju and I, we, we were talking for at least a year 
like it was more on just messaging because whatsapp was the thing that but we never got a chance to really meet and go on dates or anything for like that one year because being a nationalist your day is like packed there is no time to breathe <laughs> so we never got a chance to actually hang out or go out somewhere and what maximum you you can go for a walk by the river or stroll in the forest yeah that was our those were our dates so the first time when we actually found i had an off day and even he didn't have guests so he's like you want to go he is uh, he has a royal enfield so he loves to go it'll ride his bike so he's like let's go for a uh, ride and he takes me to this spot by the river so we sat by the river and that's where he proposed <laughs> so so that was our uh, first date and i think also the time like we've been speaking like talking to each other for like long and we knew that we wanted to get married yaju is not dam bram like sneha and even though things are changing marrying outside one's community is not very common amongst the dam bram population sneha had to convince her parents that yaju was the right choice but had no problems convincing her parents about her decision to work in the remote forests of northern india her parents were very worried about the remoteness of the location and her safety but all that was put to rest when her parents went with her to recce the location we were going to go on our very first safari my parents came along we went on our first safari and within say 40 minutes we start hearing alarm calls so what are alarm calls when a deer or a monkey any of the herbivores they see a predator in front of them they start giving distress calls because they're worried and they want to alert all their family members so they start calling on we hearing these calls for like the first time ever in our life and our uh, guide and our driver they like there's a tiger around here so we waited and we saw fresh foot pug marks near us because of monsoons the soil was all wet and you have fresh pug marks of a tigress they were able to identify whether it was a male or a female just looking at the paw the pug mark so we followed those tracks and right in front of us was this beautiful tri- tigress walking towards us for the next 15 to 20 minutes we spent just reversing the vehicle because she was walking towards us and she was uh like growling so she was like calling out to the mate and she was walking towards my parents and i we were just blown we were like oh my god this is what she's going to be seeing every day and this is like a dream we cannot stop her and they didn't in fact they convinced sneha's grandparents who were very worried for her that sneha had made the right decision now sneha just had to find a way to help her parents see that she had made the right decision with yaju too so i think the first part was uh, him not being tamil and uh, another major issue was uh, him being non vegetarian 
I think that was like the biggest issue that my parents would have had. And another thing is like as per the Tamil Brahmin thing, we usually uh, match horoscopes. And my family is like they uh, believe a lot in that. I knew that this horoscope thing was going to be an uh, issue, so I did my homework. I took his uh, time of birth, and I sneakily online I matched our horoscopes and saw if everything is fine. So for my own satisfaction, I did all this homework and I was ready in case my parents asked me for all this information. Her parents did ask for the information and because Neha had already done her homework, she knew the horoscopes matched. Their parents' consent to the wedding was important for both Sneha and Yaju. While the parents weren't opposed to the idea of their children finding their partners, they were worried that coming from different traditions, values and backgrounds would mean one more thing to navigate as a couple. Their biggest concerns were because we are a really close-knit family, will language be a barrier? Will, are their traditions going to be similar to ours? Will, uh, will it be easy for you? Is it going to be difficult if they are going to have a joint family? How will you adjust with them? There were a lot of questions that my father was asking me saying, have you thought this through? Are you sure that you, uh, considering you both are in this field, uh, like have you thought this through as to your career-wise, your future plans, do you think you'll be able to sustain yourself? There were a lot of worries that he as a father had and I completely understand that aspect. So yes, and considering Yaju and I we had like discussed about all this and everything, I was like, yes, I'm really sure. I think you should meet him. You guys need to meet him and only then uh, we will take a decision. And then the families met. And we they found out like a lot of things were actually similar. Whether even his family actually sees a lot into these um, like the horoscope and then about uh, the usual Brahmin traditions. So there were a lot of similarities. So my dad also felt a little, you know, uh, Satisfied saying, okay, it's not going to be entirely new. I think she's going to do okay. She's going to be fine. With their families now happy with the liaison, it was time to plan the wedding. So many of my classmates, school classmates, school, college, everybody's getting married. And one thing that I observed in all of these weddings was the... Uh, extravaganza and Yaju and I we've always liked to keep things really simple like doesn't matter whether it's like right from like the clothes we wear or the places that we go to we're like do we really need this is this required is are we doing this just to show people so that way we were like really sure right from the start that we wanted something very simple being in the forest, when and Yaju and I, we love to travel to other forests just to see what's the diversity and all. And one thing that we find everywhere is plastic waste. And how it ruins the beauty of a place 
every place just in the outskirts you have a dump yard and what to do with this with the now like our population is like exploding and everybody whether it's like a chips packet or water bottles it's just thrown around so it, like you and i when we go on trips if we find we end up cleaning the place i know it's a very temporary thing but we pick up the waste put it in one side probably burn it or you know put it in the dustbin somewhere close by so we were really sure right from the start that we didn't want plastic and we wanted a simple wedding these were the only two things that we told them we were really particular about indian weddings weren't always big some bollywood family dramas are probably the catalyst to the flamboyance we see today in weddings and the pressure to be bigger and better doesn't seem to be ceasing there is however a small subset of people who are mindful of their choices and how it impacts the environment sneha and yaju are part of this group so what goes into planning an eco-friendly wedding so if you see by our tradition it is actually very less plastic that is traditionally used in our uh, south indian uh, ramen weddings so that made it easier for us and uh, if you see like yeah so the food wise we serve food in the banana leaf which is completely eco friendly um we eat food with our hands like in our weddings so there was no exactly there was no need of like a fork knife or you know spoons yes we used uh, um the beetle uh, the bark so you have spoons and plates today that you find that in the market which are made with uh, the beetle uh, nut leaves bark so we used those spoons which were again like would, there would be no plastic that way there were many people like our guests like we had guests from the US we had guests from the UK and uh, so a lot of our relatives and everyone was like people are going to be particular about mineral water so what we did was we put up dispensers so we had mineral water cans that were installed we had like two three dispensers everywhere in the hall and we had stainless steel glasses so people could refill their water or they could carry their own water bottle and come fill the water and another advantage thing is like if you see in our uh, south indian weddings itself you have a lot of uh, eco friendly uh, ways of when when it comes to serving food so we tried we worked with the caterers thankfully we found caterers who were also in support to this idea even the flowers that we used at the wedding we wanted to cut it down we didn't want to use too many so we restricted it to the seasonal flowers that were found at that point and jasmine plays a really uh, important thing so we restricted it to jasmine and rest we looked at more on decorating the place with say the uh, coconut leaves or coconut uh, tender coconut shoots which can be stitched up into the decoration no exotic flowers that were used and um, we had uh, like all the decor was eco friendly things 
there was no uh, plastic or and we used a lot of cloth so a lot of work was uh, a lot of thought went into the decor part because that's another area where we tend to use a lot of plastic or uh, uh, like uh, non biodegradable material so the decorator really helped An eco-friendly wedding is only complete when one is mindful of the waste generated too and finding ways to get rid of it in eco-friendly ways. India holds approximately 20 million weddings a year and on average, 15% of the food at these weddings is wasted. The excess food from Sneha and Yaju's wedding was sent to a local orphanage so they could share in the lovely meals as well. And they found ways to deal with all the other waste that was produced at the wedding. What do you do with the waste that comes out from the wedding? Like, how do you get rid of that in an eco-friendly way? So, what we did was, like, all the banana leaves that people ate in, they were washed and they were taken to a, a cow shed where they were fed to the cows. And uh, all the flowers, the fruits, the vegetable peels, that were all collected from like after the food and the caterers like while cooking and even from the function the puja the flowers and all everything was sent to a friend's farm so over there they are uh, for their farming for their compost so there were toothpicks so even those toothpicks were uh, put into the compost even they were collected from the wedding and another thing was all the uh, if there was any plastic that we found, like say from like uh, covers, because there are people you're like working with so many people uh, from outside and you can't entirely tell them saying, you can't bring plastic into the mandal. So all these plastic, like little, little plastic, whatever was collected, was all collected and we found this uh, uh, plastic recycle uh, company in Chennai and these were all handed over to him so that they would get recycled so this, these were some of the things that uh, we tried to do after the wedding because waste is another thing that uh, we wanted to have like work on and have like a zero waste wedding also sneha credits both their respective families who supported them 100% to pull off their dream wedding. While they did not compromise on the sanctity of fun at the wedding, their simple, mindful choices meant that they shared some love with this beautiful planet we call home. We asked Neha what is her proudest accomplishment. I think taking this career, number one, and man, like, and my parents pulling off this uh, eco-friendly wedding which I think was and I hope people follow this I after my wedding I've got at least like two calls from my really close friends who also wanted to you know have like an eco-friendly wedding so I really feel really I like really happy that the message has reached like my generation and people are actually wanting to follow this
especially with the new plastic yeah so it's like a big deal for me that people today even today where everyone's having such big fat weddings there are a set of people who want something like this so i think slowly slowly the change will come yeah so that is an achievement jeffries life coach said you either become what you were created to be seeing the reality of your purpose and contribution to the world or you ponder them as missed opportunities at life's end and sneha is undoubtedly part of the former group of people i'm nanora and i'm betina thank you for joining us today and we hope you will help the voices of our guests be heard by sharing this episode with your family and friends we can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts just look for nri woman to learn more about our guests please visit our website nriwoman.com if you or someone you know has a story to share please get in touch with us hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri_woman you can also follow us on instagram and facebook at nriwomanpodcast our future podcast promo is creating life a podcast about life the creative process and being brown in the 21st century nikhil venkatesha and sindhuri nandakumar discuss issues relevant to millennials around the world with a south asian perspective and also interview south asian creatives including filmmakers writers entrepreneurs fashion designers and more kiki do you love me are you writing oh shit are we recording oh oh wait wait do we have to pay licensing for this then i don't know dude What's up everyone? I'm Sindhuri Nandakumar. Hey yo, I'm Nikhil Venkatesa. We're two culture writers figuring shit out. And this is Creating Life, a podcast about well, the life, the creative process and being brown in the 21st century. But what does that mean, Sindhu? What do you mean, Nikhil? I mean, what does a podcast about life, the creative process and being brown in the 21st century mean? It means we are going to be talking about things that we feel strongly about and we want to figure out. Like Why I'm only 27, but I feel like I need to be super successful already. Like, what makes Vijay Sethupathi so awesome, and whether he's in danger of burning himself out? Like, why don't we have a microbrewery scene in Chennai like we do in Bangalore? Like, why the internet feels like a really scary place right now because of Facebook and Google? And we'll also be talking to creative people across industries about their journeys, including filmmakers, fashion designers, actors, entrepreneurs, and many more. A lot of what we want to talk about on this show is stuff that our generation thinks about all the time but we never get a chance to speak about. And we also feel like South Asians are killing it like never before around the world and we want a place to showcase the story. So, welcome to Creating Life. We'll be releasing new episodes every week on just about every major podcast platform out there. What are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe button now. Hard click it. Smash it. Crush it. Body slam it. Plank it. Sindhu, how do you plank something? You get the idea. We'll see you real soon. This episode was edited by our lovely Dipti Shibish. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman, 
around around this time uh, i started noticing that whenever we would get together with our little circle of friends the biggest comforting conversation everybody was having was about what we used to do back in the day 